You're listening to The Pete and Sebastian Show on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. This is The Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Petey Biscuit, it's Jimmy from Boston. Petey, I once said that Watt was your trip, McNeely. Well, the shit has gone way beyond that. After hearing your fanboy reaction to watch text, if I'm you, JJ, I'd stay as far away from Petey as possible. Otherwise, he's going to have you in a well placing the fucking lotion in the basket. You know what I'm saying? He'll be prepping to make his very own Watt suit out of your skin. That he's going to no doubt be wearing while he takes Sadie out trick-or-treating this Halloween. So needless to say, Petey, your man crush, it's starting to get a little too creepy. It's time to dial that shit way back. Trust me, kid. Later. It's been seven hours and fifteen days Since you took your love away Sebastian, are we starting from the top? What are we doing here? This whole, I don't even... Is this starting fresh? <laughs> However you want to start this, man. This has been... <laughs> I mean, where, yeah. are you at, where are you at today in a mood? Because I'm in a mood. What kind of mood are you in? I, I, I'm floating out here. I need to hang, dude. I need to loosen up. Two guys, what, what, what do we got going on? Just let it roll. What do we got fucking going on? I'm shirtless, sweating in, in, a, in a house with uh, 79 boxes behind me. Wait, 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 where are you? You're in your. Oh, you went back to your house to do the cast. I have to do the cast in the house because that's the best internet. The hotel is iffy. I don't know if it's going to come in or not, so I go to the house and I go in this office where there's no room. There's no air conditioning. I'm I'm basically naked doing the cast, and uh, I got I got a chip on my shoulder for the every time I come back to L.A. I get upset. I'm sorry. Why? What do you get? Oh, about the home, about the house. Right, right, right. We're looking at May. You're looking at May now. Looking at May, we went to go to look at a, an apartment in Santa Monica. It was beautiful. It was furnished. It had the forks, the knives, the sheets. And then we get a call yesterday saying the owner of the place wants to maybe sell it. He got an offer 
to sell it. So now he's considering selling it. I'm like, ah, God. And the rental properties out here, I'm telling you, there's a, the inventory is very low. And uh, I can't live out of this hotel anymore. It's putting a strain on the relationship. Yeah. Well, it's, it's no good, man. When was the last time you rented? What's This is like... <laughs> What, a man like you, you go, I got a home. You're looking at Lana going, I got a home. Why am I on the end of this guy's driveway seeing if I can make a deal to rent? Yeah, this thing, I had to fill out an application. They had oh, to do a credit oh. check. Ah, come on, man. Fucking application. Three specials, a fourth, probably around the holidays. There's your application. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to say, turn on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but listen, we went through the, the rigmarole of trying to get the damn place. Now we found out yesterday it's no longer available. Now we just went to go look at a place today. That's why I had to put the cast on hold. We were supposed to do it earlier, but I told you, listen, I can't do it because uh, something came up. The something that came up was uh, there's a place two streets down from where we live that's going to go on the market tomorrow for a rental. We got the first peek at it. Lana loves it. I didn't fall in love with it. Uh, but it's probably the best option out there. We're probably going to go with it. Now we got to rent furniture. I mean, listen, this is a whole ordeal. And uh, it's, it's, reached a, it's reached a boiling point. And uh, yeah, we've had yeah. a couple listeners either tweet at me or Facebook message me in regards to they think I'm getting robbed. This is taking longer than expected. Uh, I'm not going to go into details, but there's a lot of moving parts in this place. This is not just break down a wall, put in uh, put in some, uh, uh, what do you call, two-by-fours, seal it up and paint it. This is, see, this is, this is uh, wallpaper on the ceiling. I'm wondering, elevator? <laughs> with, with the amount of work is being done, you would think there'd be a, <laughs> a, not only an elevator, but a rooftop pool. Wine cellar? Uh, wine storage, yes. Wine storage, figured. Now, any chance we got, um, I think it was like I saw in War of the Roses with the Michael Douglas, he had a very tiny little... Uh, sauna, man, a little wooden seat of sauna for one, well, maybe a one or two person sauna. No sauna, but uh, steam uh, steam shower. So oh, so a shower that can be a steam room. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, I had that once in Mexico, my hotel, where the glass goes all the way up to the ceiling. Yeah. All right, now we're talking. Waterfall on the, on the pool? Uh, redoing the fountain, the, uh, the waterfall. That, that waterfall we have there, we're redoing it. This all right. This is heating up. This is heating up, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot going on. We've we've extended the scope of the project, and we talked to the contractor today. It was one of those contract, you know, just one of those conversations where it was like, listen, this is taking a toll on us. We're not happy. We're displaced. You know, what, you know, it, it, it's just it just goes on and on. And uh, I just need to get into a place. I need to have some uh, stability in my life. I'm living out of a bag. And I don't mean to get personal, but I'm going to. I got no underwear on today. I I I don't have any underwear. No clean underwear. All right, all right. I'm free balling it. All right, all right. Now 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 this is affecting all of us. 
<laughs> no, hey, listen, you're being honest. I hear you. I got to be honest, too, man. Uh, I felt for you recently, despite all the fun places you've been. I was like, God, man, that guy probably, because I came home to my home, and you know what the creaky was, staircase, the, the this or that, it's home, man. Everyone's got their home, and you love your home. And uh, it's got to be wearing you down, especially the no. With all you, with the age you are, the things you've done in your life, we don't put ourselves in no situations much. Like the other day I had a seat I didn't want, and I was going to go to the airline lady and see if I can get a new one, but I knew she'd say no, and I didn't want to hear no. Yeah. So 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 here you are renting. You don't even want to be. Then you agree to one. And then the guy says no. You who you telling me no? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> your age, right? No, what? Yeah, I don't need. I don't need to be hearing no. Especially now you're crossing your fingers for another one. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got a goddamn fountain being built. Yeah, I got a fountain and I'm homeless. I don't understand it, man. And and Lana and I have gone over this time and time again. You know, that, uh, I, you know, I'll lay it out there. I didn't want to do this project. I thought the place was fine enough to live in, but she wanted to do it. And I'm not blaming her, but I am. Uh, you know, it's just gotten way out of hand and, uh, we're suffering. Homeless, homeless, I got a financial uh, suggestion here that might alleviate all this, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm serious, man. I'm thinking you two should look into buying a pied de terre. In a what? A pied de terre. The hell is that? Is this another one of those things you're mispronouncing? I don't think I'm. It's pied de terre. I think that's how you pronounce it. But basically, I mean, you can Google it if you can phonetically figure out what I'm saying. But uh. it's the French. <laughs> it's the French word for a small. One bedroom apartment in a city you don't live in. You should get a Pierre de Terre in Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I gotta look this up. Please. Pierre to to what? Pierre de Terre. Don't make me say it a lot. Pierre de Terre. <laughs> that can't be right in any language. De Terre. I can't even. I, Google Google just came right. back and said, are, are, "Is this Pete Corielli that's saying that?" <laughs> I threw my door to sleep. Don't even fucking laugh too loud. <laughs> it's a pied de terre. I know that. Hold on. I'm going to Google it right now. www. Google. Pied de terre. You found it? Uh, it says Latin. Fr- Fr- but what is it? What are you? What is it saying though? French word for. Uh... No, no. It's, it's, no I, I did. Google. Google stumped. Google don't even know it. I mean, I could call Jackie and she Pierre knows it. T- 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 Pierre de Tay. There we go. I know I got it. Ah, oh, there it is. Pierre. It's a uh, French word. Foot on it is a small living unit. Yeah. Yeah. Did I pronounce it right? I don't know. It's, it's Pierre de Tierre. Pierre de Tierre. Pierre de Tierre. I turned it into an Italian word. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what, that's what you do. <laughs> Uh, oh, it goes yeah. good so with it's a the small crap. living unit, usually located in a large city. I yeah, listen. I've thought about that. I've actually thought about purchasing a secondary home and almost using it as an investment property after this, or throwing my mother in it. My mother's looking for a damn mm-hmm. condo. But I'm telling you, these places here in in uh, Los Angeles for those dwelling here in L.A. 
There's no room here. This ain't Fredonia. I've seen the houses in Fredonia. You got lawn. You got space. There's things that you could do with the property. Here, it's like condensed. There's really nothing here, and the prices are through the yeah. roof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the price. Come on, man. The prices are insane, of course. But I'm saying in New York City, why? I mean, especially, it's an investment. The prices are going up and up and up in New York City. You two are, uh, you know, you love the the vibe of the city, the restaurants and stuff. Your mom would love going there, not to live permanently, but you get yourself a one bedroom with a with a nice pull out couch if there's guests, and you just know every time I go to New York, I got clean sheets, I got a clean shower, I got my place. Maybe sometimes you just go to New York for no reason, but you just hit the restaurants. Yeah, I know, but that's not really an investment property if you're having it there solely because you want to go to New York for four nights. Uh, investment property is renting that thing out year in, year out to pay for your mortgage, and that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, well, no, I know, I know. You could rent it out, but I'm talking about the idea and how whatever it's worth now, it's going to be worth 20 times that in no time. It's New York City. Uh, pretty soon, they're going to pave the streets with gold, literally. Yeah, yeah it's, no kidding. Yeah, it's getting crazy. So, But I hear you, man. I hear you. So let's, either that or let's just bring in some Italian guys to really, like, kind of lean on these uh, workers. Yeah, I would. I was even saying, listen, you know, uh, can we work something out? I mean, overtime, I mean, just, I, Something. I mean, just to accelerate the process, and it just doesn't seem to be going our way. It seems like Lana and I were talking about it. It seems like we're always on the opposite end of getting raped financially. Do you ever feel like it just never works out your way when it comes to like a deal or whatever? It always seems like we're we're running uphill. Like today, I give you an example. We sent our our luggage in to get fixed. It's under warranty, but. You know, the warranty expired on one of the bags. We're like seven days past, and it's going to cost some money to fix the bag. You know, it's like sometimes it's just the ball don't roll your way. And I feel like that's been going on a lot with us in regards to things like the house, luggage, whatever it might be. You know, getting yeah. overcharged on a bill. And, you know, I just like you check out of a hotel. How many times has this happened to you? Check out of the hotel. And there's some weird charge. Like, I, what is this? Oh, yeah, no, that's the mini bar. It's like I didn't even open up the mini. You know, it's like yeah. Uh, and let's not forget the guy from Australia hitting you, hitting your Porsche and everything that happened. Yeah, yeah. By yeah. the way, by the way, yeah. I got the thousand dollar deductible back on that. Couldn't believe it. Well, that's but, the thing. There you go. You don't remember the good times. You only remember the bad times, right? That's true. Hey, listen, I got I, I, listen. I, I got nothing to complain about. My life is pretty damn good. It's just that right now I am swimming in uh, just discomfort, and it's just been tough on Lana and I just because, to be honest with you, I haven't been in a good mood. I've been walking around with a huge chip on my shoulder. Yeah, but I feel like I see you and Lana coming, all right? And we all know how nice Lana is, so let's just put her aside and focus on you. You guys got retail written all over you. You're paying retail, and I'll tell you why. She's so nice, and you, if I leaned over to you and you were going to buy a couch for three grand, and I was selling it to you at a store, and I leaned over and said, I'll give it to you for two. If you doubt it, you would literally go, I don't do deals, guy. Even though I'm giving, saving you a grand, you go, I don't do, you, you're not a haggler. You don't want to do talk. What's the price? I'm in, I'm out. 
And that kind of bleeds into, I just feel like you've never gone in and just went to town on these guys. Like, what the fuck is going on? Where's the moat? And then they go, what? And go, where's the fucking moat that must be keeping this project to me, man? Because I don't see the fucking moat. You know, you're not doing that. You're going in there going, oh, oh, they can see my body language. I, I got a chip no, on my shoulder. No, no, I've, I've said time and time again. It's what? just, I've said to them in the meetings, I've said, can we accelerate the, why is this taking so long? And then we get these explanations. So it's like, it's like a, it's a fight to nowhere. The next move is, all right, pack your bags, take your hammer and take a walk. But then I'm left with, Two by fours and wires hanging out of my ceiling. And then yeah, what do I do? You're right. You're right. It's times like that where you, where you don't you wish you just had like uh, like a, an Italian cousin from Chicago that did construction. You're like, Vinny, I'm flying you and your whole team in. I'm putting you up at the fucking holiday and you're doing the job. You know what? I have even thought of that. I got a guy in <laughs> Chicago that does this stuff. It would be cheaper for me to fly him and his brother out here and, and put him up. Then what we're paying these people sure. to do it. So to do I, one room, finish the masterette bedroom, live in it while you do the rest of the house. Now I'm not talking about you guys. I'm saying have your buddy oh, from Chicago buddies, come, yeah. have them live in it. <laughs> yeah, I should just have them just work on a separate half, half of the house and just tell the contractor my buddies are going to work in room one and two while you guys work on the rest of the house. Don't pay yeah. any attention to them. They got their own plans. Well, just say, hey, I'm going to bring one buddy. He's not going to work on anything, but he's going to sit there, read a paper, and watch you work. It just makes <laughs> makes me feel better. I bet that would really pay that guy $5 an hour, feed him, put him up in a hotel, and just be like, every day when they get there, I want you to walk there and sit on a chair in a leather jacket and just keep an eye on everybody. <laughs> yeah, anything. You got a problem, call Sebastian. He'll let you know why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might know who we are, but we know who you are. Understand? Uh, we got off track here. You started by saying you're a little upset with Jackie, and you know you got cut off. So what's up? Jackie took my cell phone and uh, updated everything. So she does. Like, dude, I don't know about you, but like, I'll be on the road, and she'll call me, and she'll be like, update your phone tracker. And I'm like, and then I'll come home. And she's like, you have five apps that need updating. How do you not update your apps? I, I just don't understand how you don't update your app. I'm like, well, I don't even, what are you talking about? She's like, the A with the apps. And I'm like, yeah, but dude, every day they want updates. I mean, what are they changing on these apps? <laughs> every day they're making them better. Oh, they wake up. Oh, it's even fucking better. Update me, man. <laughs> well, my question is, how does Jackie know that you need updating? How's this? Oh, because so many times we'll be on the couch and uh, we're, t we're bullshitting about something or hanging out and we go to Google it and I don't have my phone or she has hers so we're sharing each other's phone, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And then, like, I needed an, uh, she's always fixing my phone and helping me with my phone. Okay, but anyway, so she's, te she's tech support. Yeah. So she goes, I go, oh, I go, shit, I forgot to charge my phone. It was like 10 minutes before you and I were finally going to do the show. And I go, I forgot to charge my phone. And then she goes, oh, I've been charging it because I just updated your phone. It's been updating for the past hour. So initially I go, oh, hey, all right, thanks, thanks. She does that all the time, though. And then, like, I go to use stuff, and, and now their graphics are a little different. I hate that, dude. Yeah, I think you should be responsible for the updates on your own phone, man. 
No, I hate the updates. I mean, I get used to a certain font. That's what I'm that, saying. If you want to update, oh, oh you yes, right, right, man. That's like I'm driving my car and then I come out to the garage one day and they go, "Oh yeah, it's red." No, it's fucking red. It used to be black. <laughs> we turned to the red overnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went to the bathroom, but the media with the piece in the back to Joe. I got to tell you, speaking of Sadie, the internet was running slower a few days ago because people kept commenting on the photo that was posted on the Pete and Sebastian. Inter she almost shut down the internet. Yeah, no, that was very nice, by the way. We did, we went on, read the wall. That was very nice, dude. Yeah. yeah that's uh, she's, like, uh, she's like a little celebrity. Yeah, right? I mean, shit. Can I make cash? <laughs> well, I mean, the whole idea, like, she's got these two friends next door, these two little cute girls, and today they were all in a hammock, all three of them playing around. And I go over, and the mom is out there, too. I know the mother now. Real nice lady. They live next door. And I go, uh, I look at the mother, and I have my phone out, and I go, sorry, I hope you don't mind. I just got to get a picture of all three of them. It's too adorable, and Sadie's grandmother's going to love to see this. And then I talked to Jackie, and she's like, hey, I don't really think you got to ask permission to take a photo. I'm like, I don't know, right? Was that weird? Should I have asked? Should uh, I don't know. But somebody else's kid, you know them. I think it's just kind of uh, almost said that it's okay to take a photo as long as your kid's with them. Now, if the two kids uh, were in the hammock and Sadie wasn't there, I'd, I'd get a little, I'd get away from the hammock. <coughs> God damn. What would you do? If, like, your kid's on a swing and someone ran up and took a photo of your kid and then just took off, <laughs> would you chase him? <laughs> yeah, like, well, I don't know. What do you do? What do you do? I mean, I... You know, your kid's fully clothed and shit. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Oh, um, man. So, I got something that happened to me up in um, Portland. Yeah. Hey, did you go to the night thing? No, but the guy... God, I, I don't have it with me. It's at the house. And I, I need to really thank this kid. This kid, uh, we, the night thing wasn't going to work out. So we did not go. Uh, it didn't work out logistically. Plus half of the place was open on Saturday. The other half wasn't. So we just couldn't make it work. But the guy was nice enough to come to the show and bring me a pair of shoes. Wow. My size. By the way. Of Nike? Yeah, Nike. Oh, beautiful, man. I know you wanted to say Nike, but you went with the Nike. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, out, I'm outvoted, right? <laughs> yeah, so the guy, I, I got to get his name. I'll definitely give him a shout out on the next cast. I don't have the, the mm. give me a card. But anyway, nice of him to bring me the shoes. Portland, really sweet people. But I got and I told them at the show, clean up, clean up the city. It looks like Burning Man at Portland. There is so many homeless there. And this is not homeless where, down on my luck, I'm a war veteran. This is like 18 years old, and uh, they think it's cool to beg for change. You know that type of homeless? Yeah, you find that a lot in San Fran, Yeah, Golden San Gate Francisco. Park. They like, uh, uh, oh, poor me that I'm rich. You know, that... Uh, that homeless shit. So, oh, yeah. so they're, yeah, they're, they're all over the place. And it really kind of interrupts your flavor of the city because you're walking around and every three feet it's, hey, man, change. Hey, you know, it's like you kind of have to, 
Me and Lana, I don't know if I told you this, every time we pass a homeless person, we fake like we're in an argument. That's a good move. Yeah, we do We do this whole thing where we see it coming, and I turn to Lana, I go, I ain't doing that! And she goes, well, I did, I wanted it. And they're like, oh, we're not going to get involved with this. You know, they, they don't even bother. So try that next time. Do a fake argument. You walk right past them. No problem. Listen, I give change every once in a while, but I don't have this type of change. No, I don't. I, I give down on your luck change. I don't give, yeah. uh, you know, vagabond. Yeah. You, you see them, they're playing guitar, smiling. When you're yeah. homeless and you're smiling, you ain't getting a dollar from me, man. Nothing. You got to look. Despair. Hopeless, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't crack a joke. I'm not into the cracking joke. No, no. I got no. the. I just got that outside the breakfast joint. We came out. Guys, I spare a dollar. I said, I don't got a dollar. I'll take a five or a ten. Oh. Huh? Like I haven't heard that one before, man. <laughs> Even if I was thinking about giving you the dollar, my hand just pulled back out of my pocket off of that one. Or the clever oh. sign saying, hey, I'll be honest, I'm going to drink with it. Um, you know, yeah. so can you get you yeah. There used to be a guy on the subway in New York City uh, who was almost really well-known. The guy had no legs. I don't know how that happened, but he would come down. He had a big coffee can, and he would just use two hands, and he had gloves on each of them because of his knuckles, and he would just kind of swing his whole body with his two hands, make his way down the down the train car. By the time he got to the end of every train car, dude, I mean, people were throwing their fucking checkbook in the coffee can. <laughs> I mean... I'm giving, giving bank accounts, every dollar on me. I think I threw my ring in there once, crying. Oh, you know, everything God. you got. His can, he, he makes, he does like one car, gets off, has to go to the bank, make a safety deposit drop before he can come back and hit another car. But then these, then these other ones come on and they're like playing funny songs. Keep walking. Keep, Keep walking. walking. Keep walking. This, this ain't comedy hour. We've had some complaints about con men pretending to be blind and uh, cripple. Oh, I'd love to help you, man, but I ain't seen nothing since I stepped on that landmine in Viet Cong back in 72. It was rough. That pain. You were in Nam? So were we. Where? Um, I was in um, Sang Bang, Dangong. Uh, uh, I was all over that place, basically. A lot of places. A lot of places. Exactly. Take it to an open mic, man. I hear that. So... Portland, we checked. Dirty. Well, yeah, just, I don't know. It's not I don't like my... looking at those. They're dirty. They're depressing. It's very it's depressing. De yeah, it's depressing. And, uh, and uh, we checked into the hotel. This was a nice hotel that we, uh, somebody had said, if you're going to go there, stay at this hotel. And to be honest with you, it was, a, it was pricey for Portland. These are like New York prices in Portland. So... The room wasn't ready, so we went to go and get a little breakfast. We came back. They stored our luggage. The front desk clerk went to go get our luggage, and you have worked front desk before, so let me throw this at you. Lana bought a really nice kind of tote bag, kind of a vintage-looking bag that she uses as a carry-on that has these cool straps and buckles. Well, it's not the most durable of luggage, and it's got a wooden type of handle. So what the guy did was he, he, he took the handle, you know, the handle that comes out of the suitcase so you could roll it? Mm -hmm. He took that handle and he turned it, he cracked the wooden handle off. So if you cracked a handle off somebody's suitcase and they were there watching you do it, being a veteran front desk guy, what would be your move? Oh man, that's 
That is a unique one. Cause now, this, is, this is a Monario. I would like to say, being the kind of front desk person I was and how I felt about the job, I was good at it, but I was I was really annoyed with people always trying to get a free buck. Yeah. So, so let's say I was behind the desk and I literally saw my bellman right in front of me grab your bag, twist no, it. No, you did it. Well, it can't be me because I, I usually didn't normally lift bell. I know, but the bellman wasn't there, so that this right, guy took I it have. upon himself. All right, I have. I have done that where I've carried the bag. I'd be like, I'm sorry, sir, that your bag broke. I mean, I can talk to my GM or my front desk people about the price of the bag and seeing if there's anything we could do to have it repaired. That's exactly what I'd say. Okay, then, that's, that's, a, that's I, a good And response. then I would go in and I'd say, there's this fucking guy out there. Oh, my God. Apparently, he thinks I broke his fucking antique <laughs> antique fucking wooden bag I-, I like the way you would handle that it's very professional it really takes the pressure off the guest this guy tells us but that's us, not how I feel bro Don't I know mind. that's how you feel but that's what you would probably do yeah okay well the guy breaks the handle and turns to us and goes ooh uh, you know it was like that uncomfortableness where I'm looking at him and he's looking back at me <laughs> and uh, he goes, oh, wow. And like, Lana's like, yeah. You know, like, Lana could be, like, very sweet. But when she gets, like, she could be very condescending, too. She's like, well, yeah, that wasn't the handle you're supposed to pick it up. You know, like, she'll say it in a way, like, you dumb, <coughs> you dumb mother, you know. like, But it <laughs> yeah. comes off sweet. So he goes, oh, I, I could have engineering see what they could do maybe they could like glue it together you know super glue the damn thing together now in my head i'm like "Eh, super glue you know we're getting a new handle out of this (laughs) well i mean laura but that's something he generated something he didn't yeah yeah i just didn't want him to to glue nothing because then glue it then look so i'm like all right so i took the bag we took the bags up checked into the room and i have to say i was underwhelmed with the size of the room it was very small for the price that we were paying but and do you th- feel like you already had a bad taste in your mouth because of the handle yeah uh even if the handle wasn't the factor i would have still had the same feeling about the room but since the handle was broken i was even more uh you know warm <laughs> yeah, so okay. And Lana's normally the one that, you know, looks at the room and goes, nah, this ain't, this ain't going to happen. But the both of us were in agreement that the room wasn't really up to standards. It's only going to be one night, but still, if you're paying some money, you want the, you know, what you're paying for. So I said, let me brush my teeth. Let me, let me just lay down a little bit because we've been bouncing all over. We came from Vancouver. It was an early flight. So I go, let me lay down and, and I'll, I'll give them a call. No sooner did I say that, I get a phone call from the front desk manager saying, uh, hi, Mr. Maniscalco. Uh, are you happy with your room? And I thought that was a very odd question, mm-hmm. just to just to kind of lead into that. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, to be honest with you, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm a little disappointed on the size for the amount of money we're paying. It's just uh, a little disappointing. And she goes, Yes, I just checked to see the room that you were given. And normally we give upgrades to uh, American Express clients. Like I'm I'm, some, I'm on some American Express deal. Um, 
I, I've, I've submitted an upgrade. I just have to have it pass with my manager. So just give me a minute, and and uh, I'll call you back, and I'll let you know what we've what we've uh, come up with. I said, oh, that's very nice of you. Thanks. I get a call two minutes later. Sebastian, we're going to move you to the presidential suite. What? How the hell do I go from a standard room to the presidential suite at probably the nicest hotel in Portland? So, we go up. The room is huge. It's got a dining room. It's got a living room. It's got a secondary bed uh, bedroom that's used for an office with a TV. It's got like a, a kitchen quarters where if you were going to have a party, they could prepare food. It's a beautiful bed. The whole thing. So, like over- so the president was going to stay in Portland. This would probably be the room. I would guess. And nice. I have no, no idea why I'm in there. So we get up there. And she leaves, and even Lana goes. Was there a reason we got this? Why? I mean, why? Why are we? Well, we just like to take care of people and upgrade them. And if we have the upgrade, then they, normally you get an upgrade. If you're on floor nine, they move you to the floor thirteen, and they say that four floors is an upgrade, right? Yeah. But, but this is like. So I'm asking Lana. I go. Is this because of a bag? Now you've been in the hotel business. Is this because of the bag? No, I, I definitely think it's because they figured out who you are from from stand-up comedy. That's okay, my I ain't gonna lie. When I checked in, the guy says, "Oh, you know, business." I said, "No, actually, I'm performing at the Vogue Theater down the street." Oh yeah, I understand up comedy and this and that. So normally, uh, sometimes we tell the concierge in in the hotel. Uh, you know, I'm performing, and if the people are looking for anything to do, send them down to the theater, right? So that's what we're starting to do now when we check in. We just mention it, and hopefully they'll, you know, send people down. But that's a good idea. That's yeah. That's the second thing that I thought of. Uh, did did I get this because I'm performing down the street along with the fact that the suitcase busted? Regardless no. of how we got there. It was worth breaking the bag. It wasn't because I'm, I mean, so you never found out completely why. No, no, it's because, no. dude, the bag didn't need to be broken. You would have got the presidential suite once they realized. Uh, you got up to the room. Someone more important said, who'd you just check in? No, 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 no. You know, he's playing that. No, no. Like, we just looked him up. Let's, let's get him somewhere else. And this guy's doing some things. You, you know. Could have been, but I, I'd have to say that bag had a lot to do with it. But I've never gotten an upgrade from a standard type of room to the presidential suite. Maybe a room with another sink, maybe a room with a sitting area, or maybe a, a one one extra chair in the room, but never from... That is extreme. The presidential suite? I never stayed really in one, ever. Well, let's make a note now uh, to see if this is uh, just a once in a once in a coincidence thing because it's not. It's happening more and more, dude. Uh, let listen. Let's just not get to the point where it's a month from now and you're going. So the guy comes up and says, "Do I want to go for a ride in a jet in a navy jet?" And I said, "Is this because I'm wearing a T-shirt that says go navy football?" <laughs> no, no, it's because you. Uh done some things all right 
Oh, boy. So, my question is, do you tip on that? Uh, no way! Okay. No, that defeats the whole purpose, man. Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't tip. I mean, you know, the guy who's carrying your bags from the old room to the new room, I'm sure you throw him a five or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But you don't, what do you mean? You don't go down to the GM and go, here's a hunch. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> what? Act, act like you're, yeah, this ain't your first rodeo, yeah. man, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. That's that's that nice. was nice. That was a nice thing. Whenever you get an upgrade like that, like I've had that happen once, just for a coincidence, obviously. But yeah, I get a big room like that. You start going, "Oh, if my mother was here. She'd have that <laughs> wing. I should. I wish I would have traveled. I could have brought my sister. That's what I said, Jack. I could have brought my whole family. We could have did turkey dinner. I know. Why, yeah. why is it all of a sudden you go right to the family? You go, <laughs> You go right to, like, my mother would love this. (laughs) All right, people, let's get it going here. Your season-long fantasy football team may be going strong, looking good, but you don't have to wait till week 16 to get paid, man. Put your skills to the test every week this season at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. You got an injured player, no problem. It's like a new season every week. So you're never stuck with the same players, especially if they stink. And get this, DraftKings is crowning a new millionaire every week this season. Every week this season, new millionaire. You could turn your love of football into a life-changing payday, man. This is like Wall Street for football. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code LINEMAN, capital L-I-N-E-M-E-N, to play for free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Millionaire Maker event. Oh, that, that's a nice touch. Enter Lineman, that's capital L, capital I, capital N, capital E, capital M, capital E, capital N. Lineman, for free entry now. Only at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com. Listen, that's DraftKings.com. I got a date. For the Showtime special Oh, yep. Yeah. Let's give yeah. it out here. Let's give it out. Here we go. Friday night, November 13th, 11 p.m. Showtime premiere. Wow. Let me tell you, Pete Corielli. Well, let me tell you. This is big, man. I'm like, this I'm like, is so, big. I like that time slot. Like, Friday night. Look, Saturday night, people go out. Friday night, we worked all day. Let's stay in, but stay up a little late. Oh, absolutely. This is a perfect time slot. Love love the time. Love the day. Uh, Friday night, Showtime. Is it on the Showtime website yet? Do we know? Uh, probably not because I literally got the announcement about about four hours ago, which is about the close of business time. Okay, I'm at the site right now, and no, it is not available. Well, once it becomes available, we're going to post that to the Facebook page, and it's going to give you all the times that the special is going to air over the next month and a half. So make sure you keep checking our Facebook page for that. Uh, But as of now, it is not up, but I will keep checking to see when it does. Uh, So there you have it, Pete. 
Pete's going to be on Showtime. What, give us the date again. Uh, Friday night, November 13th. Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Now, are we doing anything? Are you? Where are you going to be that day? No, it's funny because Jackie's like, uh, and she goes, of course you're not home that weekend. And I'm like, well, what if I was? And she's like, what? I thought we'd have everyone over and we'd watch it. And I, and I literally, I go, oh, God, no. <laughs> That's my first reaction. And she goes, why not? I go, man, I could not do that. I go, sit there and watch it with other people. I, I just feel way too uncomfortable feeling like they got to laugh because I'm there. What do you get when you're crossing the counter with a giant jet airplane? A boring 747. <laughs> <laughs> I always want to like go into some fancy bar that night. When it's going to be on, just get in there about 20 minutes before you're going on, order a drink and you're alone, and just have that moment where the bartender looks at you and at the TV and goes, go what? And you're like, yeah, that's me. I'm just having a shh, just having a drink. That's cool, you know? Yeah, that would be cool more like a, because very rarely do you walk into a bar they got a Showtime special, but if you were on like the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, which I'm sure you're going to be on promoting this thing, wouldn't it be cool to just go in there and if they had the Tonight Show on just to do that and just say, yeah, nah, just, just, just having a moment to myself. And then the whole bar starts recognizing that you just came in. That's the thing. You can't even tell them to put the Tonight Show on. It has to be on. So you have it has to, go- to be on. Yeah, you can't be like, hey, can you put on a Tonight Show? And, and then you go, oh, yeah, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no. And this is uh, one of those things that I kind of hope would happen, just just to see it, just for the story. Yeah. You know, sometimes I play these specials on the plane. I would love for someone to be watching my special and me sitting right next to them and just tapping them and going, this guy any good? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, did you, did you hear that? That's my stomach. Oh really? Wow, I'm on the juice again. We're juicing. Uh, so what do you? You got no underwear on, no <laughs> shirt. You're sitting in boxes, sitting there with a stomach growl. They probably think you're a fucking vagrant, just oh. trying to get some sleep. Homeless, homeless, moonlight Um, God, what the hell? So my dad's in Italy, and uh, I Skype with him. You ever Skype with your father? No. Oh, man. My dad is yelling like he is outside with the lawnmower on into the Skype. Especially when he thinks it's far away. Like, he's in Italy and I'm in L.A. He thinks he's got to shout through the computer for hear- in order for him to hear me. Yeah. And it's crystal clear. So who's he in Italy? I mean, uh, where is he in Italy? Back home in the homeland? He's going back to where he grew up in Cefalu, Sicily. He's actually going uh, tomorrow morning. But he's been to Venice so far. He went to Santa Margarita. A couple of day trips to Lake Lugano, Lake Como. He went to Portofino. He went to Milan. So this guy's bouncing all over the place. And uh, he's telling me, my father's going to be 70 next year. He's telling me 
that he doesn't even have the aches and pains he has when he's in Chicago. He's got knee problems. He went to Italy. He's running. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. <laughs> oh, man, he's revitalized. He's where he wants to be. Man. Oh, Maybe you yeah. think you think he might hit you with a uh, moving here? Well, I do know the his family, my grandparents, had a three flat there that they offered to my father and his brother, I'd say 25 years ago. Yeah. But at the time, my father had no interest of going back. He was kind of in the height of... You know, trying to get his business off the ground, working a ton, raising a family. He didn't really want to have anything to do with Italy yeah. or Sicily, where he's from. So he said, no, go ahead, you know, sell it, get the money for it. And when he went back with me about four years ago, he was kicking himself in the ass that he let that property go because his mother also had a farm there that they also sold. So that's basically could have been his kind of retirement location just to go four months out of the year while it's snowing in Chicago, he could have left and, and went back to Sicily. So uh, there's just a lesson there for those of you that have property and, uh, you know, are thinking of getting rid of it or whatever. It's always nice to kind of pass that along because I'm thinking that could have been mine. I mean, that could have been Lana and ours for our, you know, like we could have passed that down generations. You know what I'm saying? Your family got anything like that? Well, my father-in-law's got a nice piece of, uh, he's got three acres on the top of a hill here that looks down on the lake. It's a stunning piece of property with horse farms all around it and just a little tiny cabin thing. But, uh, yeah, I do worry that when he passes on, like Jackie and the brother are going to split it up. But listen, there's one thing you got to understand, man. What if your father didn't get rid of that land yeah. and then he had a couple of lean years when you and your sis were really young and he said to your mom, we'll go into that land. And then you moved and you grew up in that land, on that land in Sicily. And then right now, somewhere all over Rome and Florence, there'd be an Italian comic opening up his act in Italian by saying, the week I had today. <laughs> Luke, can we make something say that in Italian? The week I had today. I'm sorry. I can only Domingo Spanish. today. <laughs> It, it could have been that if it was always available, your dad may have said, we're packing up and moving there. And then we wouldn't have got the American stand-up comedian Sebastian Yeah, I don't think it would have went that far, though. I'm just saying for myself and for my father and for our family, it definitely would have been nice to have yeah. property in a foreign country, particularly where I'm from. Uh, you know, my grandparents' house. We could have had my grandparents' house. Come on, how nice would that be to take my kids when, when, we, when, we, when we decide to have them and go back and go, your great-grandfather lived here. Yeah, but uh, you're going to hold on to the land just to do that? I mean, can't you do that with a photo? Ah, come on, man. To go back, listen. My well, I father, mean, that's it. You're gonna, if you're not going to live there, you're going to have to pay someone to run the property. Yeah. Like, people are going to be breaking. So what are you going to do? You're going to go back there for two weeks out of a year. You may as well get the pied de terre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, man. That's more logical. I mean, you go, go have your dad's dad have an old jacket and, you, and your kids put it on around Christmas time and go, he used to shovel the lawn with that. But I mean... 
That's a lot you're asking to hold on to a farm in Sicily, yeah. yet, yet live a life in L.A.? Yes, I, I would have definitely made that work. I mean, the farm, <laughs> what they did with the farm, they turned it into a villa. My father went back to the farm. It's a villa. And he's looking at the villa going, this could have been mine. Oh, I didn't know he turned it into a villa. That's well, probably five Whoever stars. bought it turned it into a villa. My father could have done it. By the way, settimana ovato oggi. That's the <laughs> that's the week I had today. <laughs> Say it again. Settimana ovato oggi. Oh, thank God he sold the farm. Thank God he sold the farm. Oh, God. So, anyway. Yeah, all right, but so you're saying, oh, I wish we would have kept the land and built the villa on it and had a successful hotel. Yeah, yeah all right, yeah. there you go. Well, that's, that's, I'm looking for a little bit too much. But I want to get back to the place that Jackie's got up on the hill. Has it been discussed that that place is going to her and the brother? Or is that a surprise in the will? Is Jackie and the brother going to share this? Is it going to be like a family summer home? I'm just trying to figure out the logistics of how this is going to work, or has that even been discussed? Do they want to sell it? I mean, how, how the hell do you... How do you come to the conclusion? Yeah. It's Well, funny. I mean, honestly, I think... Yeah. Go, go, go ahead. It's really, I guess it would be the moms, if and whatever she would want to do with it, but... But yeah, man, they got it's yeah, it's something you can get into big time with them. There's a lot of stuff. How do you split it up? Who gets what? You know? Oh no, absolutely. That's 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 the crux of a lot of the you know dissension. A lot of family. If it's not discussed prior to the death, you know, you always hear these families fighting over stuff because it was never discussed when yeah. people were living. Uh, and you know, I've had this conversation with my father over dinner to discuss what what's going on, Dad, when you die. I don't yeah. want to have to be going looking through papers that you buried in the in the in the in the <laughs> fucking uh, cement pipes downstairs to figure out who gets what. I need to know while you're living what's going on. Well, what if your dad says, "Don't worry about it." Mm, I'd have to press him on it. Well, what gives you the right to know who he's nah, giving? Nah, because he's going to be dead. And then I'm going to be left with the stuff with my sister. And I'd rather have it laid out now than fighting later on. Not that we would fight, but I don't know. I, I, think, I think the kid's got a right to know. Well, what if he says, don't worry about it. Every item and every dime is allotted for and told to who and who it should not go to in the will. There is nothing left to argue over. It's all in the will. Don't worry about it. Then could, would you say, all right, well, I still would like to know certain things. And Is that what you're saying? I'd like a copy of the will. Yeah, well, guess what? When I pass away, you'll get one. <laughs> Well, I don't know. <laughs> who? I'm sorry, son, but I'm not quite sure I understand where you're coming from with this. I'd rather have everything dotted and crossed. It before. is. Trust me, my lawyer reread okay. it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking okay. at it. Right I might now. have. I might have questions. I might have questions. I can't ask the questions when he's six feet under. Well, the only question you could possibly have for me is, or let's just say for your dad, I mean, is uh, why. 
did I get this or not get that? And he may not want to answer that. All you need to know is you did or did not get this. I'm not. It's not. Okay. Uh Without getting too personal, it's not about what I did and did not get. In the conversation I had with my father in regards to when he passes, I had some questions and if I hadn't asked those questions, it okay. might have been a problem after he passed away. Okay, fair enough. I mean, so not that he had so to show me. So it's not possession, will. not possession. No, it's not, no, it's not like that. Listen, I not, need yeah. that chair in the living. Room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is I, I could care less if you know. Right. That's not that's not what I'm about. No, you're right because you make a good point. You can people need to know everything from where do you want to be buried. Do you yeah. want to be buried next to, I mean, my dad go, may go, listen, you don't know this, but, oh, I had a hot tamale down in Bermuda for the last 20 years, and that's where I want to be buried. And I know it's going to rock everybody's world, so I'm telling you now while I'm still alive, right? That's what my dad... Yeah. Yeah, Would you rather know. read that in the will that he wants to be married in, 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 in Puerto Rico? Or <laughs> Or would you rather know? No, I mean, listen. My dad recently, my dad recently told me, yeah, that he wants a th- a, a three piece jazz band at the few fu- at the wake. Now, yeah. if I read that in the will, I gotta, I gotta go. This is this a joke? But he goes, no. I want a sax guy in the in the corner of the room playing saxophone while people come by. So I don't know. I'm looking into I'm looking into jazz bands. Well, I mean, but you're looking at the jazz bands now? <laughs> no, what I'm saying is <laughs> I, you, I got a mindset now that that's what my father's want. My mother's telling me she wants to be cremated, and then I'm going to take her ashes and go to places around the world that she's never been. She's always wanted to go to Brazil, so now i got to go to Rio and spread ash all over Rio de Janeiro. Oh, see, now, right there, like, do you and Lana do travel, like, accordingly? Like, if you go... We should do Rio and go, ah, I don't want to have to do it again. I feel now, too, when that sad day comes, when your dad goes to uh, a greater place. Yeah. The back of your head, you're going to be very sad, and you're also going to go, ah, I got to fucking book that band now. Yeah. And that's not good. That's why you should not know. So this way, your dad goes to that great place. Then you go to read the will, and you're all upset. You're like, oh, uh, my dad. And you're like, what's this? <laughs> Daddy-o, yeah, you son of a gun. Still making me laugh, even though you're passed on. We gotta get him a sax player. <laughs> see what I'm saying? It's more of a... Uh, yeah, I see your point. That could definitely be something that uh, is kind yeah. of tongue-in-cheek. You look at the will, and he's got yeah. a variety of different demands. I get that. I'm so, just saying there's a few things that I had to ask him that... I needed right, him no. to answer. I understand. There are things that, that sure enough, I don't know if you have to say them if you don't want. I'm just saying. I believe you. I'm just saying yeah. that. So, you yeah. haven't had this discussion at all? There's been no, no discussion no, my of dad will. Does, my dad says exactly what I'm telling you. He says, don't worry about it. And I mean, I know he's got his lawyer and his life and, and you know, he's had a business and, and um, has things written up and taken care of and is retired now and... He, he, like, my dad even says, uh, he doesn't want, like, us bathing him, like, any of that. You know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have, see, you bring up a great point. Health. Health issues. My yeah. father had to determine if, God forbid, the day ever comes in his will, he's got, he had to put who's going to pull the plug. 
my sister or me. Now, we had a discussion about this. Oh God, that's that's very that's very funny. Actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's very funny. I mean, that's this is like this is this a is like pitch. he said. I have to determine who's gonna kill me. That's right. how he, exactly how he said it. I go what? He goes yeah. I gotta put it in a will. Who's gonna kill me? You or your sister? I mean, <laughs> don't you think this should be discussed now rather than you read the will and you go, "Oh, Dad wants me to put a pillow over his head." Yeah, I mean, it's it it it, it should it should be discussed, but like, why can't your Dad just put in the will? Uh, you two. D decide who's gonna uh, oh come on we're gonna sit there over dinner and go uh, Jess you wanna take it or should I and she's gonna go I don't know you know I just had a bad day you wanna take it I don't know how does that discussion even go down well like what if uh, what if you're um, in the middle of filming a movie in New Zealand and all of a sudden you get this awful news and, and your sister's crying back home and she's like, well, you said you would and I just don't want to do it. Yeah, you're going to be yelling through the phone. I'll just pull it. Pull it. I, this is my, this is my big break. I got to, then you're going to hang up and go, I got to go all the way home and the director's going to go, you can't, nah, 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 sorry, we made a deal. <laughs> yeah, I got to go kill my father. <laughs> what? We'll fly your father here alive and you can pull it on location. <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, man. I don't know. This is like serious stuff that, you know, of course we make humorous, but, you know, I mean, I think these discussions should be had. I don't know. I still think this is in the moment stuff. I mean, pull the plug, order a jazz band. It's, you know, it's really. It's a, <laughs> and it's, all right, that's my morning. It's my morning. <laughs> I mean, it's not a full plate. That's it. We got this. This is easy, man. I mean, it's sad, but yeah. besides, you know, besides, you don't want to become robots as soon as this goes into play. Like, oh, all right, we all know our roles. We've been studying the manuscript. Uh, it ain't going to be robots. I'm just saying some of the things that it should be discussed as a family rather than, you know, springing shit on people. That's all. Hey, That's listen. all. That's all I, I'm saying. No, fair enough. Hey, bottom line, jazz bands, they book quick. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah, jazz bands are tough to come by. Well, especially look on the flip side. The sad day comes many, 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 many years from now. Rose is going to the big place in the sky. You're really sad. Lana's really sad. And Lana looks at you and goes, we're never, ever going to ever forget your mom. Day by day, we'll always remember her. And you start reading the will and you go, well, we will for the first two months. Because we're flying around the world. <laughs> well, I even told my mom, I go, I don't know about the cremating. You know, Ma, I don't know about that. I go, I, to be honest with you, I think I'd like a place to go visit you. You know, there's something about going to a cemetery or a morgue or, or not morgue uh what do you call those uh those drawers they put you in the wall yeah something about going to there like leaving a flower a headstone i mean i i told her i, I don't know if like an urn with the ashes over the over the the fireplace. I don't. I don't know about that. I'd rather kind of go somewhere. I can't believe what I'm hearing, man. What the ways are we hearing? This is listen. Not, this is not your decision. She, the woman is talking about what she wants done with her, her body. 
And you're trying to make a Sunday afternoon out of it? <laughs> you're like, I got the black overcoat. I really don't have any reasons to wear it. I'd love to put on an overcoat with the nice black shoes and put a little red rock. Yeah, let's make it's a not- day of it. We'll take the family and we'll take a knee. <laughs> She'll go, why can't you do all of that by the urn and the, on the mantelpiece? Or, 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 or put my urn in your home in another room where maybe, you know, you have a study or something. Why can't you go in there once in a while and just take that same knee? Maybe oh. even leave a rose on the shelf next to all the right. urn. It could happen. But if you have ever had anyone in your family ever cremated and that urn is somewhere in the house... No, if I had anyone in my family who was going to get cremated, I'd be like, what are you doing? You're not getting cremated. I need some place to go to put a flower. I really That's would. <laughs> would you say that? Well, no, but honestly, I would say this to anyone in my family. I would honestly say, um, I can't promise you what's going to become of the urn long term. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who I knows mean, what happens? Like, Listen, <clears throat> yeah. sorry to cut you off, but we, we have a, a, a remodel right now. Going on in the house. Yeah. We got stuff in boxes. We have passion. <laughs> if I had my mother's ashes, I mean, I don't know if it'd show up after the remodel. I don't know where the hell that shit is. Yeah. And look, quite frankly, you love your mom. Your kids are going to love your mom. But, uh, you know, your kids' kids, they're not going to know mom. By four or five generations down the line, I can't promise you you won't be at a Maniscalco garage sale. That's all. That's all I completely, you know? Whereas at a, at, if you're in a one place with security, you'll yeah. always yeah, with Iron Gates, you'll always be there. You'll always be there. You can always go see it. I mean, there was something to be said. Lana's father passed away, right? When yeah. I when I was going to marry uh, or get engaged, prior to the engagement, I went to the cemetery, and I had a I had a word with her father, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I had to go to my mother in law and go, listen, and I really want to have a a word with your you know, Lana's father. Um, could you point me to the living room where he's stationed at? I mean, it just would have the same effect. Well, you wouldn't have to ask because you, you, by then you'd know where the urn is, I'm sure. I know, it. but like, come on. I'm sitting there over the fireplace with a knee and they walk in with groceries and they're like, what the hell's he doing? And I go, nah, I'm just stuck in a... Come on, I need to be in a cemetery. <laughs> well, you're kicking it old school. you got to think outside the box, man. You don't have to be in this place like that where they were. I mean, you could take that same knee anywhere, man. You, could, you How about this? How about this? You go in and you look at Lana's mom and you're like, I hope you wouldn't mind. It wouldn't be too disrespectful. I'd like to take the urn for a few hours, maybe someplace, and just have a moment with Lana's what? dad. Now, now you go where you want with it. Like the Stanley Cup. Every player gets it for a night. <laughs> you know? Now, I mean... Who's to say the urn ain't mobile? I mean, the urn's looking at you like, take me for a ride. So you're taking, take the urn in the car and take a ride with it for about an take hour. Take the urn to the first place you and Lana ever kissed. Oh, jeez. Or, or the first place, no, I don't mean a crass. The first, I'd say the first yeah, place you yeah. ever met, but you met in a gym. So you ain't going to take the urn to a gym. I yeah, what am I, going to run on a treadmill with it? <laughs> no, but the first place you said, I love you, Delano. You know, hey, this is this is where I knew I loved your daughter. And this is where I wanted to tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, you need to drive oh, the urn man. back. Bam, done. Boom. <laughs> Works both ways, man. You're looking at the urn as a, you have to go where it is. So 
But yeah, the, I never the, thought the urn could be mobile. I, I've always thought the urn kind of just stays where it is, just just because yeah. of uh, now you, know, you could spill it. Well, has has your mom said what she expects the urn, where it should final resting place should be? Your home, your sister's home, or is that up in the air? I mean, well, that I, I'd like, well, that I'd like not... to know. That I'd like to know. <laughs> well, my mother said she wanted it at the. She wanted. <laughs> And I don't know if this was a joke, but she wanted to be placed at her favorite restaurant. Like she's like, "This is my favorite restaurant in L.A. Uh This is this is where I would like to have my urn." I go, "Ma, what are we gonna do? Sit down here for one night and go? Listen, uh, we'll take the steak and can you take this urn and put it in the back? It's my mom." But we found we just found out my mom can't stand the restaurant anymore. So I mean, thank God that we went back to that restaurant. Or she would have been at a restaurant she couldn't stand. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing, too, about these commitments. Whereas if you just say a cemetery and be done with it. Yeah. When you say scatter my ashes and this, that, your, your thoughts change. Because, like, I'm definitely going ash. And I told Jackie, and I said this before in the air, I wanted my ashes scattered in Central Park. And recently Jackie's like, so we're still doing Central Park? I'm like, no, man, no. I was just recently there. I'm not getting any. The Blasio's running that place to the ground. Yeah. I, yeah. So, so now so I'm now limbo. What? I'm in limbo right now. I don't know what the heck she'd do with him if I died right now. I'm thinking about just having him dumped right uh, right here on the old property. I'm going to refer to the Pete last episode. How about yeah. how about being buried next to the dog in the yard? What the hell is the dog's name? Ruby. 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 Yeah. Ruby. God, that's how much I love my daughter. I barely remember my dog's name. I'm like, what's that, that, what's that little furry fucker? Oh, yeah. Ruby? Ruby? Rudy? Listen, Ruby, man, I loved my dog Ruby. But listen, uh, getting back to the sprinkling of the ashes or, or, or anything like that, the urn is the problem. You know what I'm saying? I don't want an urn. That's what that's in, in what we need to find out, and you and your sister need to find out is: Does your mom want them to be scattered, and then we're done with it, and we're just always mm. going to remember her in our hearts, or does she physically expect this urn to have a final resting place? Because that's awkward if it's you and then you got the new house and then, like, you know, Lana may be like, it's, it's just a little uncomfortable, I would think. I wouldn't want my mom or dad or any family member in an urn in my room because I'd feel like they're kind of like there. Like, you know, like, yeah. it's, uh, you know, what are we, uh, what are we, uh, funeral parlor here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I could see that. I don't know if my mom wants it sprinkled like grass seed and then just some brought back in for like remembrance sake or she just wants the whole thing spread all over and there's nothing to save. Again, I think we should have this conversation. I, I think we should sit down. I don't know, my mom listens to the show. I'll sit my mom down next week and go, Ma, what's going on with the urn? Do you want the urn? Do you, yeah. want, do you want it spread? How do you want this to work? I mean, like, you know, do you want me to take a little of it and hold on to it and then give it to other family members down the line? Or yeah. What? You want it put up in, like, little baggies, like pot? What the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So, anyway, if you get anything out of this, guys, just have these conversations with your family. They could be awkward, but you could make them fun. And um, yeah, I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy to get it out there. Hey, look, you know, the bottom line is we're not getting any younger, so we all got to listen. Oh, boy, I'll let that slip. What, did you just see straight out of Compton? I know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I apologize. That's man. all right. I, That's I, all right. I apologize. <laughs>
I'm sure. I'm 42 years old. I try to sneak that in there. When it was coming out, I go, why am I saying this? <laughs> True that. True that. Where to your mother? Hey, don't forget, go to PeteCorielli.com and subscribe to get you a TV version of the Pete. Also, I have my official date announced for the Showtime special. I don't know if we brought it up yet on this cast, but, uh, yeah, that'll be on the website. And next weekend, this is a big one for me. I love this club. If you're anywhere in the Providence area, maybe even Boston, take the ride to Providence Comedy Connection Friday night and Saturday night. I'll be headlining there. Friday night and Saturday night, October 2nd and 3rd, Comedy Connection. I'm out. I'm home for about 12, 13 days, 17 days, really. Point is, haven't had any travel right now. I'm relaxed. Yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, it's, uh, it's about 12.15 on the corner. There's a guy in one of these old souped-up black cars. Yeah. And, he's, and he's got it idling, right? But like, you know, and it's like a side road where he is. And uh, I, I notice him, but I'm like, whatever, right? And then I go back into my backyard and I hear him start gassing and I'm like, vroom, vroom. and I mean, dude, this thing was like jet engine loud. Yeah. So, all right, I don't say anything. And then I'm back on my driveway and he does it again. <laughs> and I walk, I come storming around. And what is he doing? He's got a buddy who came the other way. You know that when they both stop and people talk through the window? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they're talking through the driver. Say, hey, oh, you, hell, yeah, it's a, four, it's a 404. Drop the block. Blah, blah. I don't know, car talk. Yeah. And then every once in a while, he's got to rev it to show his bud how it can rev. So I came out on the second. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <clears throat> and then the friend drives away. And then he goes to, like, chirp him and drive away. As I get up to him and I put my arms out like this, like, fucking take a hike, man. Like, get that fuck. And then he stops and he's like, what? Oh, no, he, he doesn't know who he's dealing with. He's dealing with a guy who hasn't had a Delta flight in a week. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of pent-up rage, baby. <laughs> I haven't seen a man's bare foot two inches from my face. <laughs> I haven't been asked if I wanted peanuts and fight, right? So anyway, I, he goes, what? And I go out there and I go, I go, what do you mean what? I go, just take, I go, just take off. Fucking revving your car, just go. And he, and he looks at me and he goes, you don't know me. You oh, don't know me. No. And I, I go, what? What the hell? And I step out and I go, guy, I got a daughter taking a nap in that window and you're out here revving your car. Just go. <laughs> right? And he looks at me and he goes, uh, it broke down and I got it started. And I go, congratulations, just go. And then he goes, congratulations, and you got to do it. And I go, go. Um. And then he chirps him, and he finally <laughs> goes. I didn't drop any F-bombs or anything, right? And I was like, oh, my God. That's what I'm saying about age. I'm like, I'm that guy. You're that pointing, guy. Man. Pointing to my window, yeah. saying I have a daughter up there. That was totally cheesy. I'm calling myself on it. The guy was embarrassed because I called yeah. him out on it because he's sitting there like a dummy acting like he's in the back of uh, well, Danny uh, Bob's Burgers in Burbank <laughs> on Classic Car Night, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Go. I don't let that shit slide. I'm telling you, dude, I don't, look, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if I was in charge of uh, the construction guys for your project, yeah, <clears throat> we'd be playing Marco Polo right now <laughs> in the back pool. <laughs> 
looking I, up at the balcony of your home, going, oh, "Wow, what man. a job! What a oh, job!" Oh man, I think I, maybe you should come out and start whipping ass. Shake hands and come out fighting. Uh, uh, don't take this ass whipping personally. <laughs> I will be on a podcast called The Fighter and the Kid with Brian Callen and Brendan Schwab uh, tomorrow. I'm not sure where that airs, but please subscribe to their podcast for that interview. As well as Thursday, I will be doing Tom Papa's podcast. So, Oh, nice, man. Yeah, nice. make sure you guys tune into that. I'll be at the Dallas Improv October 15th through the 17th. And then I'll be going to uh, the Washington, D.C. area at the Warner Theater, October 23rd, and then Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the Tower Theater, October 24th. So keep those dates in mind. Uh, go to my uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram pages, Sebastian Comedy. I'm always putting some stuff up there, funny videos, funny photos, as well as some some cool memes that I got uh, Steve Mitriano, who I got to take a shout out to again, who's just delivering on all levels when it comes to this stuff. And uh, we got to thank the listeners once again for tuning into the Pete and Sebastian show. Please share with your friends and family. Post on your Facebook. Uh, that's all I got for you, buddy. The juice is kicking in, and I got to go to the bathroom. All right, bro. Good hanging, man. You got it. Take care. The show has ended. I just had that moment where the bartender looks at you and at the TV and goes, Go what? And you're like, Yeah, that's me. I'm just having a shh, just having a drink. That's cool, you know?